I'm going to start off the show here by reminding everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list there. Um, look around the site. Lola's got Lola's deals on there. You can find all the different platforms we're on. You can find all the ways to support us. I really, really, really want to stress that that's the place to go. There's a lot of places that we can't put up links and all that, and there's a tremendous amount of suppression uh, going on these days. So uh, HankStrange.com is the place to go. Get on that email list. Uh, I also want to send a big shout-out to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the show here. You guys can use the code HankStrange. Save yourself uh, 10% when you buy stuff from Harry's Holsters. They make great Kydex holsters. Um, and then, you know, a couple of those bucks come back here and help us to run the show. So big shout out to Harry, Harry, uh, Harrison at Harry's Holsters. And thanks for everyone who does use that code when they go there. All right. Also, check out U.S. Law Shield. Uh, if you sign up for a yearly membership, you can save some money and send some shekels in our direction as well. Okay, I'm going to load up my guest right now here and we are going to smash the open. Welcome back to the Hank Strange All right, situation. guys, don't forget Lifestyle to hit that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make this quiet. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. School bell's ringing. We are live. Okay, so I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. We've got Pete here of Carolina Custom Foam. We do this thing called Jazz Hands, Pete. This is how it goes. It just goes like this. You could throw in your own. Yeah, oh, there you go. Nice, nice, your own nice little twist. on. Oh, snapping the fingers. Wow. Okay, all right. Very nice. We are live. This is uh, episode 795 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Like I said, we have Pete of Carolina Custom Foam joining us right now and we're gonna have michael waller here i'm guessing at some point uh we, we will see mike maybe i don't know we'll, we'll okay. take bets we'll see what happens we'll see. i'm <laughs> betting he's gonna be here but who knows when what's yeah. up pete how's it going man hey man thank you for having me on yeah oh you're welcome so uh i think we i think we've have him right now where is he he's, he's uh wheeling in oh, yeah on, there mike. he goes there look he at is. that there he goes hey. all right Hey. Yeah. Oh, right on time to be late, Mike. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that I'm that I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> but welcome. We've also got Michael Waller joining us. Michael, what's going on, man? Oh, in, are you in the gazebo or something? What? Oh, well, it's back in the house. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, welcome good. to the show. Welcome to thank, the show, thank sir. Thank you for having me on again. Absolutely. I was just about to tell Pete here that um you know you're the reason why he's here but you know you're not here yet so oh <laughs> no I mean, pete man he's big time man he's fancy <laughs> yeah I, I feel blessed to be in his presence oh no, he's, sir. You got no, sir. he's got a lot of stuff going on for sure he's got a lot <laughs> yeah. of stuff going on all right so how are you guys doing on this uh this fine thursday in america you guys doing good great good great good yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, um, listen. First, let me make sure everyone is smashing the thumbs ups out there. Okay. We really, really, really need those, um, and we appreciate everyone doing it. Share it and all that kind of stuff if you can. Um, uh, shout out to Richard Monder who's joining us from England. Man, Richard Monder. What time is it in England? What was? Let's see. Seven. What is it like? It's probably midnight in England right now. So. Um, so let's see, 
what else? I just want to go through the thing here and see what else is going on. All right, so listen, Mike, you've been here before. Mm -hmm. This is Pete's first time. Let's mm -hmm. uh, start by letting Pete ex uh, explain to the folks out there who he is, what he does, how you, how you started doing this custom foam stuff, and we will roll in some stuff and show you guys uh, his great work here in a second, but just uh, break that down for the folks, Pete. Sure. So um, uh, my name is Pete, Carolina Custom Foam. I am a gun case artist. So what I do is I come up with ideas and designs to put inside a, a gun case. It's, it's very unique. Nobody else really does it. There are people that add little little designs and so on and so forth, but I'm the only one that takes a theme and completely runs with it. Some of my better-known work is uh, all of the truth cases for uh, KD. Um, and if you um, have seen any of those, you'll know what I mean by a fully designed uh, yeah. gun case. I'll roll in a couple here while you're talking. How did you get into that? Yep. So uh, just by listening to the customer base and um, I have a degree in multimedia and animation and digital design. And so just using uh, those skills and listening to what people were looking for, it just was a path of least resistance. And um, that's, you know, basically it. Uh, customers wanted a gun cut out of a piece of foam. I was in the foam business. I figured out how to do that. Uh, somebody wanted this big old lid uh, with their name cut into it. I figured mm -hmm. out how to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, then from there, it, there's a, a million steps and a lot of tears and a lot of frustration, but we've gotten it to the point where now it's a, it's, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. I know what I need to do. And, um, I just end up designing cases every single day. Okay. All right. Very nice. And, uh, I think you're doing something or you've done something already for Michael, right? Yeah, I've done a case for Mike, and then I've done a, a good amount of cases for Mike's clients. Right. Okay. Um, and then, and then KD, I think you mentioned that, right? For yep. Kevin Dixie with the truth. I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah. Trying to look through. Um, where's Where's Mike's thing here in your Instagram? It's way down low. There's a couple of them that are there, but um, there's one that's pretty far down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can okay. share my screen and go to yeah. it if you want. Yeah, if you want to share the screen, and we'll show some. We'll show some folks that stuff. How did you get uh, linked up with with Pete, Mike? Uh, actually, through Kevin Dixie, uh, I met uh, mm -hmm. Pete through Kevin Dixie. I saw the truth case, and everybody. Um, I mean, they just fell in love with uh, the gun. Is nice. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the HKVP nine, the truth. It's it's a great gun. Design really, really nice. Uh, but it, I, I had a lot of people who reached out to me and they were like, man, uh, that true pistol is cool, but who does that case? Mm -hmm. That case is like, I got way, I, I'm pretty sure Katie can say the same thing. He mm -hmm. uh, got a lot of people that reached out to him just, you know, saying, man, that case is like extremely dope. And uh, I ended up reaching out to uh, Pete and we uh, met personally at Shot, uh, Shot Show, actually at the, uh, the party of, uh, uh, you were at uh, you and Lola. At, oh, uh, last shot show. Yeah, yeah, last shot right. show um, with uh, Brigitte. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> at, uh, we all met there, and uh, mm -hmm. I met him in person there, and it was it was great, man. We came mm -hmm. like a a brother, you know, brother to me, Pete. I call mm -hmm. him for any and everything, and mm -hmm. uh, just a great guy all, all the way around. He mm -hmm. he kind of undercuts himself a lot of times. There's nobody, and I say this 
humbly there's nobody in the gun industry who is doing what he's doing and i just think that i, I reached out to lola actually uh well i reached out to lola and lola said who do you think would be really nice to come on the show and i was like mm-hmm. man this guy pete man mm-hmm. pete with carolina mm-hmm. custom phone you ha- like it just it was a must because there's nobody i feel like in the industry is doing what he's doing and he's a very you know great guy is there still no one doing this i mean i think i agree with mike that like the first time I realized you could do this kind of stuff with is with Kevin Dixie. Now, listen, I've, I've seen people cut into foam or whatever before, right? So I'm not gonna, but not on the level that you're really doing these things. Not with that level of creativity. And I'll share. I know you're. You've got if you've got the screen ready to share, let me know and I'll. Yep. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Live. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, are there people copying you now doing this? Yeah, there's always going to be people copying, um, and that's just how I know I'm doing it right. I'm not, uh, I'm not really someone that mm-hmm. is like super crazy on keeping mm-hmm. all, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, other people can do this, man. I'm an artist, and and an artist is about collaboration. Now, mm-hmm. when people do deliberately bite my designs, I have an issue, but. You know, it's only been once or twice. People do grab stuff that I that I have done in the past and try to do it. Mm-hmm. It never turns out right. Um, but you know, I have all my tricks. I have all my secrets. I have you know special magic lasers that I've made specific for cutting this thing. And the amount of information that I collected to build these lasers to do what I do is. It, is far surpasses anybody with just has a laser. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm pretty good when it comes to being able to stay in the position that I'm in right now for a while, but there's going to be someone that does step up and there's going to be someone that does, uh, competition isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, as an artist, it's me. So Mm -hmm. my designs and what I come up with, um, is, is going to be what that product is. Yeah. So what's the crazy what's the craziest jobs that someone's brought to you? Is it someone like Kevin Dixie? Um, Kevin, there's a couple of people. There are a couple of people that when I work with, they challenge me and they have a clear cut vision or they they have a clear cut theme that they have me do. And Mm -hmm. it's greater than myself. I mean, we keep coming back to the Katie's uh, Katie's guns and and it's rightly so, because there's a story to tell there and those cases uh, are uncomfortable and they're uncomfortable to make and uh, I'm a sensitive dude Mike knows this and there's times where I'm reading all this stuff and doing all this education uh, and I just you know just sitting here crying and know that I'm able to take that emotion and mm-hmm. pour it into the case um, I'll give you a really quick quick breakdown of how the, the KD uh, truth cases came together is mm-hmm. um, he called me up out of the blue. Uh, this was a couple of months after he was on the cover of uh, time magazine mm-hmm. and says he's coming out with these guns and he wants to be able to show them in a position of um, the fight gun control. And he thinks that, you know, what I do is, would fit perfectly for, for this program. And, and, and I agreed. So he gave me the black wall street case. And of course being in the American, um, 
education system never heard anything about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of America is now is learning about um, Tulsa and Black Wall Street and, and the struggles of um, those unarmed Americans that were um, killed um, a, a lot of time by government officials. So not knowing anything about this, I jump into it, start reading, learning, and um, I had some ideas, but I didn't feel that it was my story to tell. I didn't feel I was the right person being a white guy designing gun, a gun case, telling the story of black Americans and, and, and a a devastating time in that history. Mm -hmm. And so I backed out, I called KD up and, and I said, bro, this isn't, this isn't my story, man. I, I, I know there's nobody else out there doing that, but you need to have someone um, of African American descent doing this. This, this okay. isn't my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and in three words, he said, just turned the entire thing around. He said, "Pete, these are Americans." Yeah, yeah. I don't think I agree with your sentiments at that time either. I mean, you know, if Kevin is the person behind it, not saying, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if Kevin could find. Uh, black people to uh, to to be involved in that somehow he would do it and he did do it you know there were people mm-hmm. involved in different ways um, you know uh, that helped him on that project and did things for him but you know I yeah I agree with what he was telling you man it's an American yeah, story but it's also it's perspective but it's also a perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having that perspective shift and having that growth that um, that I did have mm-hmm. um, was was really able to get the best in mm-hmm. me to be able mm-hmm. to tell this story, to tell yeah. the story right. um, visually, visually. And so, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. And I think a lot of people are, are scared to have that conversation. Right. And I think the, the biggest racial issue that you'll find is it's, you know, they're making it white versus black and, and not many people are stepping in and saying, man, it's all Americans here. Yeah. Um, well, if we can't tell stories and if, and stories are three dimensional, you know, uh, and it goes. There's 360 on every story, and, and there's all these different angles and points of view and perspectives. But if we can't tell them and learn from them, regardless of who we are, then we don't, you know, we don't move forward. Now, are you the person? I know the last time Kevin was on, he was saying that someone that was working on his cases, um, I think it was the Rosewood one. There was some there was some issues with things, and they were throwing out the phone that had these cutouts of people being lynched. And their neighbors were thinking that they're like in the KKK or something. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, work, I work in a collective building with a lot of okay. different people. A okay. lot of different people do things here. And there's another mm-hmm. person that um, um, I believe that she is uh, half African-American. And mm-hmm. I used to take all of my foam and just throw it out my front door so we mm-hmm. can grab all these trash bags full mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just cut one piece of foam and I'm done. Some of these cases I'll cut four or five times. You can ask mm-hmm. Mike, man. Mm-hmm. We'll cut this thing four or five times just to get it right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I've got this this litter of people hanging in trees just laying down in my mm-hmm. front uh, in my front step. And she happened to walk by and take a look at it. And then they got really cold, really cold. And they're <laughs> like, I'm laughing, but I know I'm sure it was not funny to her. <laughs> no, it wasn't funny to her. It wasn't yeah. funny to them. They didn't say anything because that's not really something 
hey, you, you know, I, I saw the artwork you're doing. Are you a fucking racist? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, so so um, that's – I finished out the case and I walked it over to her because I knew she was cold. I didn't know why, but her bartender said, hey, listen, they think that – I know you personally, but they think you're making some pretty nasty art in there. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I, I was like, how, how in the world would they think that I'm, I mean, this is me. How are they thinking that I'm going to, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, well, she saw the foam of the guys being lynched hanging in a tree. And I'm like, Oh shit. So I walked it over and I put it down in front of her and I said, Hey, listen, on the same team here. Um, mm-hmm. here's what this case is about. And here's the foam that you saw. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for being so cold. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very nice and, and we're friends of the state but mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, why we have to do some careful. uncomfortable things i think you know it, it's re- yeah. like i get it i could see it from her like i said perspective you know we're all experiencing life from our own perspectives so i can understand from her point of view how she sees something like that you know um and uh, and that and and that happens and i'm glad you guys wound up working it working it out and this is why we have to talk about some things that make us uh uncomfortable you know um so let me just see here i don't know if michael there was something you wanted to add to that someone's asking me are you guys going to talk about uh ya in on with crs farms i have no idea what that means so yeah so born to be born to be a shooter josh is asking me about something which i have no idea so, yeah, I don't know. I know, I think I just got introduced to CRS Firearms. I don't know if anything's going on there or what the deal is with that. So someone would have to fill me in. So we're probably not going to talk about that right now. And um, and we'll t- we'll get into some other stuff. Sorry, Michael, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, just to touch on some of the things that Pete was talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, just from being a, just a customer, just mm-hmm. when I am going to do a case for me, like... Uh, my case is pretty simple compared to a lot of the stuff that he does. Like he did a case for Blackwaters that was just mm-hmm. insane. Blackwater ammunition. He, I mean, mm-hmm. it was insane. But each one of his cases to me, it tells a story, man. Like it has a, um, they're all different. I feel like every single time I look at uh, one of Pete's cases, it's almost mm-hmm. like I'm reading a book. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just, I mean, his, his work. Is it's just, art. It's I think it's art. Like he's saying, right. You know, ultimately <laughs> art should be layered and, 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 you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 different. It definitely is different. Yeah, but I had a question for you guys really quick. Mm-hmm. I know you always asking the questions, uh, Hank. Go ahead, man. Hit me with. What it. do you think about the new law that was? Uh, well, they're trying. I saw it, and I could be wrong, but uh, mm-hmm. under uh, adults that's under the age of twenty-one actually being able to purchase handguns. Um. So I don't think it, it's there's a law blocking people from doing that. Or there are laws, I should say, blocking people from doing that in um, in different states, right? So um, I know Florida has one of those, for example, and I think it's atrocious and horrible um, mm-hmm. that Florida has that. And Florida has those laws put into effect by Republicans and people who claim to be uh, conservatives and, and that they believe in the Constitution, etc. So I think um, the, the first thing I would say is stuff like that is completely wrong. Someone who's 18 years old and considered to be an adult and 
they can serve in the military, they can live on their own and and, and do their own thing and, and be separate from their family. They have the mm -hmm. right to defend themselves. One of the guys here locally that did that, I asked him about it, and he was like, oh, well, you know, my daughter is um, 19 years old, but I could buy her a gun. And I was like, okay, that's your daughter. How many daughters are out there, you know, how many people's daughters are out there and they're 18, 19 years old on their own, and they don't have someone <laughs> to straw purchase this for them or whatever, right? So, you know, um, I'm completely against that. But then I think there was a ruling, which is what you're discussing, in the Fourth Circuit saying that that is unconstitutional to block 18, 19, and 20-year-olds um, from buying firearms. And I agree with that. Personally, I think, I think it's a good thing. I've, ta I've talked to some people about it. Obviously, the folks on the other side are going to push back, and this is probably going to go back and forth for a little bit. So, um, you know. No, I, I definitely agree. I definitely mm -hmm. agree with um, Pete, mm -hmm. I know um, I know you personally, but I know you're. I'm going to ask you the same question. I know you're pro two A, but you're not a. A lot of people don't know you're not a big gun guy. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about it? Uh, I think that, uh, as, as Hank was saying, if you're old enough to live on your own, you should be old enough to defend yourself. I think it's. It, I, I don't. I think 18 is 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 the right age to own a handgun. I I think that that's. That's kind of a no-brainer, uh, in my in my opinion. Um, I think that anything less than that, um, there needs to be. Um, I, I think that that's not okay, which is not what they're saying. But um, I think what I'm trying to do is trying to connect the dots on how back in the day when when America was very much um, pro two A. The majority was is when we had we had safety classes in school that would teach mm -hmm. kids and you would grow up with the knowledge of what a firearm is and how it goes bang and what not to touch mm -hmm. and how to take it apart and I think that mm -hmm. when they removed that from our from our education which is basically it is an education we removed that from our education. Mm -hmm. um, it only seems that it would be a good idea to prevent firearms from being in the hands of people that are not mature enough to handle them. Mm -hmm. But they would be mature enough to handle them if they had the appropriate education that they should have mm -hmm. leading up to that. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, and I don't really honestly think that just rely on the parent at home to teach them about firearms on a mass scale – is is going to cut it i mean i i, I do think that mm -hmm. uh, you know i do mm -hmm. think that, that it's it's a necessary thing but i mean we're still dealing with an education system that doesn't teach you how to balance a checkbook so we're kind of asking for something a little uh, yeah a little bit you know not yeah there's a lot stretch. of multiple there's a lot of different things going on here i i still believe in america regardless of that if you're if your parents can have something then you technically have access to it right I mean, that's just, that's just reality. If your parents have a car, you have access to it. <laughs> they might not give you permission, but you still have access to it. So, you know, and really what we're talking about, like we could, you know, I see someone said like, well, what age do you have rights? Is it at birth? Is it when you become this age or that age? Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I think at birth, you, you, you have the right to everything. But then as, um, you know, if you've got parents and you've got people raising you, they're trying to raise you responsibly, 
right? And until this is just established in society, uh, in general, this is how most people do it. You're responsible for your kids up until a certain age, you know? Um, and so we, we definitely know all those things exist. People can get guns for their kids. Lots of people do, but they, you know, they train their kids on those things. They have them have access to it. But then at what, at some point your kids become adults and that's your job as a parent. I don't know if we're, I think we're all parents here, right? Are we? Yeah. yeah. So that's your job as a parent. Raise your kids to be better than you and teach them the things that you feel are re really important for them to know. And I think that's the same thing with guns. But at some point, we have to establish if in society, in an organized society, when people are old enough to do things. So if we're going to say you're old enough to go to war and die for your country, <laughs> you know, then you sh and also if you do commit certain crimes we're putting you in jail if you're this age and you commit these crimes depending on what that crime is they might try you as not an adult but if you go over this age now they're going to try you as an adult and all that kind of stuff so if you're 18 and they're going to try you as an adult you should be able to go buy guns on your own separate from any parent or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so. I know, and that's on the defense. That's that's on the defense point of owning a firearm. I mean, I'm in the, I, I'm in the mountains of Appalachia. So mm -hmm. at 14, 15 years old, going coon hunting with a 22 mm -hmm. is not unheard of here. Right. So yeah. um, that's another. But that's all, Mike, that's, all <laughs> that's all part. That's all part of. That's all part of. Is he eating? <laughs> He's eating oh, again. back eating again. Oh, wait, we have a thing. Oh. It, I will explain it later. Oh, he's <laughs> okay. young. But, he's yeah. young. He has a high metabolism, you know. Just yeah, he, 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 this is your future right here, Mike. This is your future, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Just get oh, ready for that. Good. You, guys, good. you guys look good. It's all good. Yeah. You're not going to be young and sexy the whole time. But, but listen, while you got the high metabolism, yeah, go with it. Go with it. Um. Yeah, look, that's all part of the training, though, when you're, you know, that's the really the way it should be. Like with my kids, I got them the uh, Red Ryder BB guns and stuff like that. And like you're saying, I got them into 22s and, and we worked our way up and they were not responsible when I gave them those BB guns. They were shooting at each other, shooting out windows, doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff around here, you know, and then they had to get punished and go through all those things and have things taken away from them and all of that, you know, um, to the point that my kids have shot machine guns and, you know, there's lots of guns around my house. They're grown now. I've got, uh, uh, they're 21 and 22, you know, but there, there should be a point in America where you're considered an adult and we need to deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we need to say these people are adults and all of these restrictions that you want to put in front of adults. Come on now. If you're not, if you're not going to, um, allow them to defend themselves until they're 21, then there's a whole bunch of things they shouldn't do, you know, okay. until, until they, they get to that not. point. But, and I don't agree with it. I think, I think, well, it depends on how it is. I know it's different for everyone, right? Nowadays, people aren't really getting mature anymore until they get older. I get it. Whereas a long time ago, we got mature at a younger age. Mm -hmm. But once we establish, once we mark the line, We've got to leave it there and stop pushing this line forward because one day it'll it'll they'll push it all the way out to well you can't do this until you're about sixty. And uh, speaking about like maturity, you uh, Hank, you have two sons. Uh, mm -hmm. and you said one's twenty and one's twenty one. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your twenty one year old before he was uh, twenty one? Do you feel like he could have 
he had the proper mindset and he was mature enough to own a handgun? Or do you feel like he, like, talk about that a little bit. Now, I don't mean to throw us really off topic, but it was a question mm-hmm. that I've been getting asked a lot, and I would like to hear your thoughts on it. Welcome to the Mike Waller Show. Yes, absolutely. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good All with right. that. So I think here's what I here's what I honestly think about um, kids nowadays, right? Like younger people out there nowadays. What I just said, I think they're taking longer to reach uh, like levels of maturity. So at 18 years old, I was already living on my own and working several jobs and doing all kinds of different things. So if I compare my kids when they were 18 to me when I was 18, a completely different thing. But it's the world that puts that pressure on you. So this is why, um, you know, I think when my kids were 18, when they were 19, when they were 20, for sure that they could be um, left alone with guns because I did that. (laughs) You know, um, I've been doing this for like eight years. So they've been left alone with a lot of guns, lots of ammo and lots of different things. So I felt because they had to go through that pressure, that part of their lives they grew up in. This was something that you know that they actually had to live in but there's a lot of other things that they haven't experienced and and we you know we deserve the right to go through life and experience things so if someone is 18 years old and they're on their own and they're living through those pressures and they're living somewhere that they think hey i need to get into this and get a gun and be able to defend myself we need Mm -hmm. to give that access to them because that pressure matures you Mm -hmm. you know and and that's the funny thing about it like we mature in different things at different times so i don't know if that's really answering it for you no that's the way i feel about stuff that that's it that used to like you said it because that pressure matured me so Mm -hmm. uh, i know that Mm -hmm. thank you yeah okay did you want did you want pete to handle to also take this question sir i don't have older older kids my kids there ain't no way my kids are pushing a gun okay how old are your kids if you don't mind me asking they're they're 10 and 11 Oh, yeah. I started my I started my kids young. So here's what I did with my kids when they were younger. Lola and I had the conversations with them. We even took them. There's lots of different courses you could take your kids to where they would get instruction from outside of you. So we took them to those things and we had the whole safety conversation with them. And then what I did was got some snap and I told them, if you see a gun anywhere, whether it's here at home or anywhere else, you need to leave that gun alone and don't mess with it. But if you're seeing something just out there in the open, you need to come to us about it, right? So we went through all of that and then we actually did a drill on it where we didn't tell them and where I put snap caps in something and I left it there just to see how they would react to it. Would they, t- would they touch it? Would they pick it up? Would they try to manipulate it or would they alert us? and not touch that thing so and they did not you know um so we we constantly did things like that but having to go through that i think they became mature in it there's a lot of other things my kids are completely um immature in i think i I think when it comes to relationships and things like that you know they're completely immature because what what is it with a relationship I, i i always tell my sons you're gonna have to get your heart broken where you're just bawling out crying you know, and your heart hurts and you don't want to get up or eat or do anything at least three times before you become a man, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I feel. You're you're, you're scaring me, Hank. How many times? Oh, I was asking for advice. Let's stop right there. (laughs) How old are you? Heartbreaker. Yeah. Mike's a heartbreaker. No, he's going to get, well, heartbreakers get their hearts broken even harder. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. How old are you now, Mike? 
26. I'll be 26. Oh, you're 26. Uh, okay. And you haven't had your heart broken three times, three good times yet? I haven't had that many girlfriends, man. Be honest oh, with boy. you. Oh, boy. Probably have, I only had three girlfriends, maybe three or four. Yeah, four. go ahead. Yeah, he's thinking right now, what did I tell my girl? How many? What was the number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I haven't had that many. Uh-huh. Not for Some me. Some people get but, lucky. You know, but you've also, at your young age, you've gone through things that lots of grown-ups haven't. You know, I'm I'm 49, and things like like you lived through when you had to actually defend yourself, you know, and your family, I never went through it. And that's what I'm trying to say. I think in that, you are more mature than me, even though I'm 49 and you're 26. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everybody goes through just different things that kind of that's different pressures that mm-hmm. mature and that's just some of the ones that did it for me so mm-hmm. I, it makes sense yeah absolutely okay you got any other questions i see that uh lv louis cypher says i've had my heart broken over a half a dozen times yeah. okay well some people don't ever learn that's <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> when it comes to relationships right, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know lv lv might not like that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, at some point you have to become discerning, yeah. <laughs> you know, at some point you have to become real judgmental and cut people early, like warning signs. I think after I went through like the third time, there's certain women I would not even deal with. There's certain things that women would say or do something. And I'm like, and this is the end right here, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. walk away. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, that's that, uh, you know, LB Louis Cypher says I was stupid enough to get married. Uh, it's just, how many, listen, everybody's stupid enough to get married one time. I don't know how many times. You, <laughs> uh, so you're not married yet, right, Michael? No. Oh, okay. Now, Pete, you, you married? I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah, first, uh, first time, 20 years. first time. Oh, 20 yeah, years. Oh, 20 years. Oh, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've just been married the one time. I don't need any more. No. No. This both, one time has taught me both. everything. <laughs> I met both of you guys as wives. Y'all, y'all lucked up. Y'all, to be honest, y'all lucked up. I'm, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but seriously, I'm telling you right now. If Lola kicked me out, I am not even getting on a dating app. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's crazy out there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be single in this environment. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that, Pete? Because I'm like, what? I, I, do, I, I, I do not. I am not going to be single in this environment for sure. And I think there's yeah. a stretch in your life that you get. Like, you got a good shot if before 30, finding mm-hmm. someone that's not toxic. But mm-hmm. like 30 to 55, you're, if, you're, if you've got Ooh. someone who's single, Chances are there's going to be some red flags. Or there's going to be a little bit toxic. And after 55 and on, well, people are passing away. So you can get someone who's not. Yeah, you get over shit. Right? right. So there's that little window in the middle. Um, yeah. You and me are smack dab in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah. Nope. And it's a different world out there, man. It really yeah, it's is. A it's a crazy world. world. And for guys like us, yeah. it's a crazy world. There's women just putting up like, oh, I'm not, I'm not dating anybody who's into guns. Who's a conservative? If you're a Republican and this thing, and then what the hell? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know. And then at the yeah. same time, oh, I don't know why I'm so lonely. I can't, you know, figure this out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would mm. rather be lonely. <laughs> yeah. 
you know so that's just that's totally get it yeah, that's just me. So let's see if there's any uh, other questions or whatever out there. We could take those. Uh, Brian Quick says get a prenup. Um, okay. That doesn't actually work like people think that it does. But no. I understand. No, and it, and, it doesn't, and it doesn't work if you don't have millions of dollars. I mean, like, there's no reason for me to get a prenup. Like, you're going to take half of a dollar, you know? Yeah. But what do you want? I at this I would refuse to sign a prenup with Lola, man, because she she'll get you know, she's got all the money. She's the African princess, so <laughs> I I would refuse to do it. Now, if all of a sudden I got a bunch of money, uh, you know, it is what actually Lola Lola has rolled with me for so long, man. She could just take everything. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest. Man, yeah. you gonna get a you gonna get a fat steak dinner tonight, man. You talking really good? Look no, but I mean, this is the hey, truth, right? What are you, 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 you what are you gonna you do at this stage? What are you gonna do? Right what what like really seriously? What are you gonna do right. at this stage? Yeah, if Lola really got that man, I'd be like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ask her. That's what I do. All too, I fight all the time with Lola. But at a certain like I. I have learned over, I think we've been uh, married also for like 22 years, but we've known each other for 25 years. I know the point. I know the point where I'm like, oh, I just reached that line. Let me chill out right now. <laughs> this is it. This is, I could go this far, but no further. <laughs> and that's your maturity. <laughs> that, that's yes. Your marriage maturity kicking in. Yeah. That's where I just go, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what you she just hates. Can't give up. No, yeah, she hates you just that. Can't give up. Yeah, you yeah. gotta ease into that. Yeah, you're right. Because if you just hit it with the yeah, yeah. you're right. Why are you? Why? What's going on here? Yeah, exactly. It was too condescending. I can't. <laughs> right. I can't help it. It's very difficult for me. It's very difficult for me to tell someone they're right without being condescending. <laughs> but yes, you know. um no man, I am too old for that. You know, yeah, that's that's a game for uh, either a younger man or a crazier man out there. And at some yeah. point, you get to the, like, you know, I know where. Like, this is the thing about relationships. You really do need. I think, like Pete was saying, you need to deal with people who are mature enough to understand. Like, I think, like men and women, or anyone who's getting into a relationship, it's it's a two way thing. It's both sides, and both sides need to appreciate it. So if you've got one side that really doesn't know how bad people could be out there, so let's say on the guy side, if you don't realize how horrible some women could be, you're not really going to be that great in a relationship. And the same thing with women, if they don't realize how horrible some men can be, they are not really going to be that easy either because you're thinking, oh, I got lots of choices out here. <laughs> yeah. Once you realize that you don't really have, and I'm not saying you should settle for anything, but once you once you're able to see like oh this is this is a good person here we just don't agree on stuff but we could we could figure this out and work through this and all that then you know you'll be good so uh Brian Woodward says when i got divorced i took my clothing tools and guns and left everything else behind that's all you need man <laughs> that is all you need that's man shit right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you if you could do it, some uh, some women are not letting you walk away with your tools, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> or your clothing. <laughs> you know, uh, what do you say? I took my clothing, tools, and guns. There's some women that don't let you walk away with your guns, man. Um, I spoke about this before, but you know, like 
uh, was it Sean Penn was supposed to get married to Charlize Theron, right? You guys know who Sean Penn is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Michael, you know Sean Penn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know Charlize Theron? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were supposed to get married, but she's... Now, Sean Penn is into guns, even though he's like... He leans heavily in the communist direction. But he was a big gun guy, and he had a, a big collection of some really collectible, valuable guns. And there's a lot of people in Hollywood who have, who've done that. But he was so in love with Charlize Theron, and she was anti-gun, she convinced him, this is the urban legend, she convinced him to melt all his guns down. What? What? Yeah, she said, you gotta give up guns. He was like, okay, so listen, I'm gonna sell the whole collection. She was like, no, 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 you can't, you can't sell them. They must be destroyed. And, um, and yeah, they would destroy. I think they were made into art or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. And then, and then she didn't marry him. So. <laughs> oh my God. Let that, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's painful. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you, you're lucky. You're lucky if you get away with it. Um, okay. So let's see, what else are we going to get into here? Uh, Oh, Walter P P three. Uh, what is it? Walt Walter P three eighty says from a boomer. Divorced women are most appreciative and ready to rumble in their fifties from too many years without passion. Don't worry, boys. There's still good times ahead. <laughs> 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 I can see. Wait, Walter P three eighty. He's one of those dudes in the villages. I don't know if you guys know about Florida and the villages. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. yeah. You don't upside know upside down this. pineapples and everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, yep, yeah, Mike. So okay, so the villages is, is a massive community here in Florida. It's not far from where we are. It's maybe like two hours or something. Massive. Okay. I think I think the town is like sixty miles, sixty square miles. Mm. It's the biggest retirement community in America. So it's nothing but retired people out there. I went there one time, and um, so you drive in there. It's really nice houses. There's, there's a whole bunch of different communities. It's not one community. It's a ton of them. But like this one that we went to had security and everything. You drive in. You park your car. Everyone has golf carts. Mm. So you drive golf carts everywhere. They've, they've got golf out there. They've got shops. They've got restaurants. Everything is in wow. the community. Yeah. Nothing but old people. There's live music. You can do all this stuff. And they get busy. Here it comes. Yeah, they get busy. The number one place in America for STDs. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> man, I was going to say, I, I, yes. I was say man, when I get older, when I retire, I'm going to move there. But no, nah, uh, they have it. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of single old people that are like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, die in a couple single. of years. Oh, yeah. Oh, so... Yeah. Well, not everyone's single, so there's some married couples, but uh, that's not stopping anyone. So there's married couples, and then there's people who are single, or their husband or wife died or whatever. But once you get to a certain stage, I think, with human beings, and you think, you know, I'm a, I, what do I have, like a good five, ten years? I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's that's. I, I, I thought it was just like a community where people just live and retire. And you never heard know. of this, I see. <laughs> No. Yeah. John Crump says, yep. check your text, Hank, it's related. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you hear about this place, Pete? I'm curious. 
So I knew that it was. Uh, so I'm um, a Florida boy too. But uh, oh, you are? I knew okay. that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I lived in Fort Myers most of my life, born in Palm oh. Beach. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. So that's what it is, man. Is that that retirement community? And at that point, after you know, their significant other passes away, mm-hmm. there's. It's not a. It's not a matter of finding another life partner. It's about nope. pleasure for the night. And yeah. I know that that's the thing. <laughs> Retirement homes and stuff like that. Retirement homes known for having outbreaks of like syphilis and and the clap and and stuff. And so I do know that 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 the villages, man, they're known for all of their swinger parties and um, everybody's banging everybody. And that's why you go there. That's why you live there is to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think they're all retirees, Mike. I mean, if you want to go, still, I mean, you, you'd be welcome. Yeah, you could but, be. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they they'll welcome the, some young bucks up in there. You know? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's scared now. He's scared. As soon as you said STDs, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Lola is a pharmacist, and she um she used to work close to the villages, so she knows. <laughs> Oh, good God. She knows this. She has, she has some stories. A lot of penicillin, man. A lot of penicillin. Yeah. There's two points in your life where you're really, really, really dangerous. That point where you're just leaving high school and you go to college, and that point when you are retired and about to kick it. <laughs> you don't care. Those are some... <laughs> for human beings, those are the oh, worst man. and the best times. <laughs> yep. Wrapped together. Yep. You know, in the in the middle of that, you're thinking like, oh, I'm getting married, I'm raising kids, building a business, <laughs> keeping my credit looking good. Right. <laughs> you know, you get to, oh boy, I, I hope I, I don't really want any of that. <laughs> you know, I don't, I hope yeah. I, I hope if that ever, if when I come around to that age, that they have developed, uh, like, very realistic uh, sex bots or something. <laughs> Because no thanks, I don't want to go out like uh, you know in a painful, in a painful way. You know, like my stuff is falling off and turning different. Sure, colors. your junk's not working <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that is no. not that is not what I want. That's not what I want. Excuse me. Let me let me get this thing to focus. Okay, so listen, John Crump is sharing this thing with us here. He wanted us to look at this. He sent us a gun broker um, listing, and I'll share this here. So it says uh, Glock 21 SF Ambi mag release 45 ACP damaged by pissed off wife. <laughs> no reserve. <laughs> wow. Um, and they want, like, we're, right now the current bid is... Uh, 300 bucks, man. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah. for, for, like, right now, if you want it for parts and stuff like that, I don't know. I'm trying to see what, on that picture, what the, what the wife... It looks like the trigger, the trigger guard's broken. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pissed off wife, man. You yeah. know, yeah. that's how it goes. All right, so listen, let's see what else do we want to get into here. What's going on in the world that you guys? Oh, I know, Mike, you came on to talk about. You've got some stuff going on, right? Do you have something uh, big going on? Something yeah, big. Yeah, I have yeah. an August fourteenth and fifteenth that okay. I'm hoping you guys can come to. Hank. Mm-hmm. But okay. Um, okay. I, uh, it's I have an event August fourteenth and fifteenth. Uh, it'll be uh, at my new range, uh, Protect One. It's in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, okay. It's gonna be really cool. 
people. It's good. I, I call it an event, but it's going to turn into a big party. We're just going to have a good time and celebrate and hang out mm-hmm. with all, you know, with with all of our like-minded people and friends and two-way, you know, community. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is but your that, first this is your first range, right? Mhm. Yes, okay. Sir. Okay, and uh is it do you already have it there? Is it soft opened or not it's not at all yet? What's the what's going well, on? What can you well, tell us about that? I'll be open at August 14th and 15th. Not yet. Okay. So August 14th, after August 14th and 15th, you can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it it'll still be open to it's 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 I, my plan and uh, for the range is to set it up for instructors really to come in. It's okay. not just walk there and just shoot. It's going to be set up just for like a it's for instructors to teach you know different students and stuff like that. It's going to be you know where they can rent the range out different ranges. There's two rifle ranges, two pistol ranges. They'll be able to rent those uh, ranges out and you know uh, host classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can I will be doing events and things like that up there too as well. Okay. So that's my main purpose for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, how far will you, uh, what's the distance you can shoot out there on the rifle ranges? Uh, so the rifle range is, uh, both of them are 200 yards. Okay. Uh, there's 200 yard rifle ranges and the pistol mm-hmm. range is 25 yards. 25 yards. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Kevin, uh, Zares says, uh, how can we support you? Uh, um, just all, uh, follow me on my social media accounts. I have uh, Instagram. It's MJ's Firearms 33. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, Base Firearms LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube, Base Firearms. I also have Protect One uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. now. Well, uh, it's Protect mm-hmm. One. Yeah, let me let me find that and follow it here um, while we're talking. Yeah, on TikTok too. So, mm-hmm. okay, you putting up stuff on the tick on the tickety talk? Starting to. Okay. I still don't get it all the way. Like I'm one of those people. Like you, like man, young bucks, man. I'm like, man, dude, look, I'm still learning this stuff. I have Pete teach me. Yeah, I don't do TikTok, man. I don't know it. I don't know it. I've got a couple of TikToks up. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I just like scrolling. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The whole TikTok thing, I think, is one of the things. What? How do we find this thing? What is it? Uh, protect one. The number protect one. Elite. So yeah, uh, no, no, no. Okay. How do we find it on Instagram? It's it's protect the number one dot mm-hmm. elite. You'll see it on there. Oh, okay, dot elite. The, okay. This logo here. Okay, so, uh, hold on. This guy named Pete, Carolina Custom Phone. He designed this. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to find it. My phone is just acting crazy right now. I'll um I'll find it here and we'll okay. We'll somehow we'll we'll throw it up on the screen here. I don't know why my phone is totally spazzing out on me right now. Um, all right, cool. So who's going to be able to come to this event that you're doing? Uh, this, unfortunately, the, the event is invitation only. Um, okay. But if anyone here is actually uh, tuning on the show right now, uh, shoot me a DM or uh, email. You can email me at mjsfirearms at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Shoot me an email and I'll see what I can do as far as mm-hmm. adding them on the list. Okay. And give us the location again. Tell us where exactly, like, what area uh, it's in. Knoxville, Tennessee. So, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep, okay. So far. Yeah. Um, Rodney Brady saying lots of uh, stingers parties at the village. I'm pretty sure he meant swingers parties at the village. Uh, yeah. So uh, we should see if we can get a contingent for that to travel from the village down to your event. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah Rodney's got the hookup, so he knows yeah. all about it. 
yeah get a get a big old truck and we'll, we'll make it work yeah. there's lots of no no kidding here this is not a joke there's a lots of corvettes over there every time every time i'm that, driving every time i'm driving through it's nothing i can imagine <laughs> yeah nothing but corvettes i'm like wow sometimes okay. i'm in a line and there's 10 corvettes in front of me <laughs> You know, and one time, like you know, they must—it must have been like a meetup or something, because all of these, all of these Corvettes turned in to a particular, um, uh, what what do you call it? Like a housing development. It was insane. So, all right, let's see. Um, okay, so who's gonna be at this event? Who's gonna be at this event? Um, I'll have. Uh, Mike, Machine Gun Mike with Batcave Ballistics, he'll be there. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob Pincus, which is mm -hmm. uh, every favorite. Uh, Rob mm -hmm. Pincus will be there. Custom phone. Yeah, not necessarily, uh, but okay, I'm going with you. I'm, 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 <laughs> um, I'm, I'm tracking <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Kevin Dixie, he will also be there. Uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. I'll have MW Tactical Mike. He'll be there mm -hmm. too, uh, as well as a, a fire instructor. Um, oh, MW, yeah. Shout out to to Mike. Yeah. yeah, Mike, great guy. He's a bomb instructor, good competition shooter. He'll be there as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and quite a few people. Um, yeah. I can't even think of the off top, but it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a big time. So I mean, by the way, here's your here's your. Um, I just put your Instagram yeah. up here, so I'm gonna follow yeah. that. I encourage everyone. Who's to gonna be hundred followers? There you go, Hank. Hundred. You're the hundred. Yeah, followers. I'm the hundred. Boom, boom. Yeah. Hold on, let me let me hey, screen capture guys. that. What? I got a screen capture that bad boy right there, so I can remember when Mike blows up. I'd be like, "Dude, I was your hundredth yep. follower. I don't even want to hear it." Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and I encourage all you guys here that have Instagram to go there and uh, follow. Are you going to be yep. doing live stuff out there so the people who can't make it can see what you guys, are, what kind of debauchery you guys are all getting up to? Yeah, my buddy uh, Visuals by Jay. He will be uh, my guy okay. doing all the uh, you mm -hmm. know video. Footage I've heard of this guy. Uh huh. Yeah, uh -huh. this was about great, great dude. He'll be out there um, doing all my videos and stuff like that. We'll have like yeah, a little live. Like let's that. take a time out. Let, let's take a time out and talk about Jay a little bit more. Okay. Jay is bang. He he is a. I don't. I, I think he's like 26, 25, 26. Mike, how old is he? Uh, no, he's younger than that. He's younger than me. He's, he's 22, younger than 22, 22, 20, I think he's twenty three. Oh, okay. So, so he's, this kid's yeah, twenty three. He's, he's a young kid. But the amount of talent that this guy has putting together videos, he brings his own music. He's got a couple of albums out that are on Spotify. Oh, cool. I give him at least 13 cents a day listening to his music. It's crazy. Uh, I'm going to gush on this guy. So check out Visuals by Jay. Um, he's gonna, he comes in. If you, if you know uh, my Instagram, there's been some videos that have come out that he's done for me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, check him out. He is he is yeah. raw talent. And he's a gun guy, or he's just like a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he's a gun guy. Yes. Oh, okay. Check out Jay Pesos. Jay Pesos on Spotify. Okay. Was he... Um, I, I think I don't know if Pete was telling me, was he at the event that Kevin Dixie had? Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I can't remember whether or not I met him. Oh, both of you guys are up there. Yeah. How was that event for you guys? It was great. great. I sponsored... I was one of the sponsors on it. Um... And met a lot of people. Um, I was able to touch. You know, it was really cool. Is I was able to touch base with a lot of people and me put my hand on them that I've been talking to and following and video chatting, and being a part of their life and they're a part of my life for the first time. 
and I guess because of COVID and because of, of, you know, separation of location, it was just really nice to be able to, you know, touch base with people that you consider friends and you've never even shook their hand. Mm -hmm. So I was able to meet up with a lot of people that, um, for the first time. So for me, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned a lot of really cool stuff that I brought home with me, um, uh, you know, working with uh, Pankus and working with Dustin, um, and uh, of course uh, Ken Scott. Uh, I I'm gonna go next year. I'm a, I'm gonna do next year. I'm gonna sponsor it next year, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be an every year thing for me. Okay. All right. What about you, Mike? Uh, great time. Uh, that was the first. Uh, that that uh, NOC the training learning industry event. That was the first time me being back uh, since that uh, shooting. So. Mm-hmm. It, uh, meant, you know, to me, I got, you know, a chance to, uh, I kind of was in, uh, some people were like, you know, checking on me like, man, Mike, how you feel? I was walking around a little, and plus the weather was kind of shitty, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but just, you know, I kind of was feeling it, you know, it was, it, it was, it was tough, but I was so grateful to, you know, be back there. I, again, the event was dope. It was a success sold out it was it was great i mean kd was great uh all the instructors tactical life enforce all those the sponsors carolina custom foam uh mm-hmm. jay's video, like insanely it was great i mean it was it was ball time we all had a good time mm-hmm. i took a lot from it again um you know and now I, I do business with these people on a day-to-day basis now so it's just everything's just amplified after you know leaving the second event so great mm-hmm. time <clears throat> All right, yeah, from what I saw, it seemed like fun. I mean, Lola and I just dropped in for a few hours, and it was already cooling down. What, you said the weather was crazy. What was it, hot? Oh, no, oh. no, no. Oh, you, it was cold. You, you guys came at the perfect time. It was cold. Oh, okay. It was cold, and it was raining, and it was just, uh, the second day, or even mm-hmm. that same day later on at night, it was, like, perfect. It was, like, Yeah, crazy. well, there was a big, nice big bonfire out there, so. Yeah, yep, yeah. we had a good did you get cool. to see Starlink when it came yeah. by, Hank? Yes, I've been that telling was cool, people. Huh? Yeah, I've been telling that people about cool. it. I was like, "Yeah, you know what that was? I found out what that was." So I think I do remember because we were sitting close to each other when that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know that was them actually launching them for the first time. Was it a launch? It wasn't just the the because them going I, around orbit. When I, when I got back, this is what I think. I could be wrong. Someone out there that knows better can correct me on this but I, when i got back i was looking at a thing about those particular ones and that launch and they were said people could see it but they were showing how when the when the rocket takes it up there's like 60 of them inside the rocket and it just looses it out just opens up the the back end and kicks them up uh hold on a second Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Everyone got kicked out. Okay, that's my bad. Um, I had to add extra time here. So, <laughs> I had to add extra time again on my system. I completely forgot about that. So, okay, I think I everyone's... we're giving away some of Elon's secrets. And no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think everyone's still here with us. So, um, if, you, if everyone is still here... Um, yeah, Mike's eating... Yeah, let me know. I think the folks are still out there, too. If you're coming in, by the way, so smash the thumbs up. So what I think happened for everyone who's here is that um, so when the rocket goes up, it has like 60 satellites inside of it. Right. 
and it opens up and it just dumps just shits those satellites right out and that's why they wind up looking like a string like that so mm -hmm. that's what we saw and they were saying in this thing that lots of people who were outdoors that night saw that string in the sky and that's what we saw right uh so remember, i'm just remember how, remember how close I'm they just, were they were crazy and a straight yeah. just a straight yeah. linear path because that's because it had just released them that I thought was they were crazy. always going to be like that. Fight. I thought it was always going to be that not linear that line. Not that close, but but that's how it wow. looks when they first... So that was an even more rare thing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. That yeah. was an even more rare thing because we were looking with our naked eyes at those things just coming out in in lines, you know, uh, just coming out like that. So that was amazing. I think, I think that Katie was amazing. Katie set that up. Katie yeah. set it up. You know. Um, who, did anyone have video of that? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I it's video. on the um, yeah, I got video too, but it's on the um, the the train and learn video that just came out. Okay, so yeah. uh, that Jay did yeah. visuals by Jay on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Okay, now we're gonna have to look that up on Instagram. That's gonna take forever on my phone, but I'll do it. Armin and Axis says Hank forgot to put more quarters in. Yes, I have to pay <laughs> when I go over. So I think I get twenty hours a month on this software that I could that people could dial in on the software directly. So we used to do this through Skype. If you remember, Mike, in the past, we've done this through Skype. I'm doing mm -hmm. it all through the software. They give me 20 hours. When I go over that, I have to buy 20 more hours, and I did not. Like, I always don't see it. It doesn't warn me. It doesn't go, hey, you got That's 10 so minutes. Rude. Yeah, it, you know, so. So rude. Yeah. It's my bad, though. It's my bad. Um, <laughs> so let's see. It was, what is it? Visuals by Jay? Visuals by Jay on Instagram. Yeah, so we we wish we witnessed history a little bit out there, guys. Yeah. We did, we yeah. did. It was amazing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. J A Y. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I think I found it. Here, let me share it with the people. I think it's this one right there. Yep. I will follow. The boom. There's the there's a look at that handsome gentleman looking at himself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. that's you, that's hey, that's get, me. Yeah. That's how you get down here. Who's this? Who's this right here? Uh, that's, that's the case Mike. that I did for Mike, uh, Machine Gun Mike. There's Tactical Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And that's that sexy chocolate man right there. Yeah, he's there gonna you go. shoot. Yeah. Mr. Lova uh, Lova. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be sure. here. <laughs> Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> Ellie Fontel. So where's the light thing? How far down do I have to go to find uh, right, the Right, it's the one right with the, the rain. Next to um, the blonde hair girl, there's a range uh, 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 above. Uh, nope, go up one right there. Oh, right here. Right, in the green left hand side, negative. No, the other one. Um, this one. This one. Other one. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty yep. cool. And that was a that was a nice range out there. It was. Yeah. A, it was. It was. So in this video, you see the. Uh, Oh look at you! I think guys. so. It might be no. This is the this teaser. is the slow this is the slow walk. I don't know. You guys just this wanted is. me to show off the everybody trying to be sexy. Yeah, mm -hmm. We're operators. Running, running yeah. it. We're operators. All look right. at us. We could slow walk like a mofo. Um, no, that was cool. <laughs> I'm just teasing you guys. So yeah, is it? I think it's a three minute. I think it's a three minute television. I think it's a three minute spot, and it's towards the end. So. Um, okay. Yeah, you'll be here for a while. Wait, it's them up. But it was really cool. Yeah. 
yeah <clears throat> at some point i'll show that to you guys or if i get the link or something i'll just uh i'll just share that out there so yeah yeah this guy looks like he has some cool stuff here it's all done by him mm. he's amazing takes the shot he shoots it well uh, he came with us to blackwater to drop off the mm. blackwater case mm. which was which was one of my better cases and uh got a whole bunch of whole bunch of shots and made a really great video for me and mm -hmm. So we got a super secret project for another podcaster that's coming up and we'll be making uh, a pretty big video for that. Uh, I would, uh, I'll tell you that I would absolutely be over the moon if we made a Hank Strange case. That would okay. be quite a feather in my cap. So slide into my DMs <laughs> if you want to do something yeah. like that. Oh, just slide sure. in my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it goes down in the DM. <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure, man. I'm sure we could uh, come up with something, do something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could. Yeah, yeah. I um, listen. Actually, talking about that, so I don't know. Uh, oh, by the way, shout out to uh, is your six covered? I see him out there. Um, and Kevin Sasaraz says Earth is flat. Kevin, are you the guy that's trying to come on here to talk about the Earth being flat? I don't know. There's some guy who's trying to come on here to debate the gun guys about the Earth being flat. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's Kevin or not. <laughs> um <laughs> this is a whole other thing whole other thing um so yeah you know what would be a cool case i actually and i can't let me see i don't know if i could show you this i might be able to take a picture so here in the van let me see if i could do this and show you so here in the van i kind of have all my equipment and everything uh, let's see, let me go out a little bit. So I have all my equipment and everything to do the show in a crate, mm -hmm. right? Um, let me see if I can share this here right now so you guys can see. Okay, so that's, see see that's, that crate? That's where yes. all, my st all my stuff is in this crate. <laughs> wow. So I, So my idea... Yeah, need, go ahead. We need to stop that. Yeah. So I know there's, I was looking at a YouTube video where a guy had like a Pelican case and you open it and everything is in there. You can put your camera, you know, mm -hmm. everything's in there. You could just open up your studio and then you could take it out because I have to take all of this out when we're traveling if I know I'm not going to be doing the podcast. Yeah. So maybe, you know. Yeah, let's work with could, that. Uh, yeah. you, uh, you could also do if you've got a dedicated drawer that you do that. Mm -hmm. You could do a pull-out drawer in the camper itself or in the in the bus itself. Mm -hmm. um, we could do a dedicated case that you mm -hmm. you know can fly with or whatnot. Yeah, and mm -hmm. design it all up, and then do some sick uh, sick designs in the lid. Mm -hmm. We could yeah. even take it and, and and drill the case so you can charge everything. Yeah, it's a van. It's a, it's a van. Here, I'll show you. This is what it looks like. It's a van. It's a ah. transit van. So it's very limited. It's very limited on space. So I prefer to have like things where I could take them out if I don't need yeah. them. So I still have that space and all that. But hey. yeah, it's, it's yeah. What's up? Hey, Pete, uh, the case I have, the Pelican, that is actually a camera case. So that exact mm -hmm. case I think will be a good one. Or uh, Pete actually, um, there's another company that he uses now. What's the name of that one again? The Nook. I do. Uh, I I carry the Nook cases. I'll do phone for anything. But if somebody wants to commission me to make them an actual functional piece of art it comes in in a nutcase it's my, that's my canvas oh okay okay yeah yeah the, yeah, we'll figure, really yeah we'll figure out something i have to figure out how to get that um 
that whole thing constructed in the first place. There's mm-hmm. a couple of things that uh, have to be done with that um, to make it easy, you know, easy to do where I just have lights and everything in there. And uh, yeah, that's one of my projects. <laughs> right yeah, well, now, I mean, hit me up, hood. man. I, I yeah. video chat one-on-one with everybody. Um, I'll take uh, pictures that you send me, an overhead picture with a couple measurements. We'll plot it all out right on screen. And so we can see what can go where, if it can mm-hmm. fit, if it doesn't, it, we need to switch it on the side. Um, mm-hmm. By the time we're done, we have everything sized proportionately. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest projects you guys have uh, gotten in, involved in? Um, the biggest one, my big ones tend to be uh, big because they're for celebrities. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest ones. Um I can say I've done a case for um, Post Malone. I've done a case for oh, yeah, that's, that's gotta uh, be huge. Run the Jewels. Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that. Killer yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for Killer Mike and one for LP. Um, I've done a lot of people here in the industry, um, and which is which is really neat for me, too, because, you know, these are people that I follow and um, enjoy all their contents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, three, three Doors Down, I've done a couple of cases for. Um, so it's just the, the people that I get to work with is I'm blessed enough to be able to have the skill to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when it comes to, to big, uh, what I'm trying to, um, get into is other ways of using this phone. Okay. And so I was thinking about doing some sort of, um, we've, I've got a lot of podcasters come in and I've done some podcasting signs, um, mm-hmm. We've done one for uh, – I just did one for the Speakeasy uh, with Mike Pappas from Dead Air Silencers. That should be showing up in the next couple of days for them. Mm-hmm. I've done one for The Life of Ron, um, mm-hmm. which is another podcaster. Um, and so those are a lot of fun as well. Okay. Yeah, come to think of it, actually what would be cool now that you say that, uh, like so far as the podcasting thing, it would be great. I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if you could see this here, but these windows that are mm-hmm. over here – they're, they're kind of deep. These would be great for like a piece of foam that actually fit into the window, but had some stuff on it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We could put your logo right on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something that would not take away from you, but still mm-hmm. be pretty dope in the background, you know, and, and we could do other stuff like an American flag or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just nice probably to have a piece of phone to block out any sun if you parked in an area where the sun's yeah. bleeding behind you. Yeah. Um, Plus, the acoustics is going to be a lot better than it bouncing off a of glass. Yeah, you know? yeah. It'll be nice to do something like shadow boxy where may, with maybe even some lights or something built into it so that it looks really, you know, um, obviously my, my thing is mobile, but, you know, it, it'll still give it that touch of class, you know, make it, make it really classy, make it really classy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kick it about that. Um, I don't know yeah. if folks out there have ideas. Mike, you have any ideas? What what would be like a dream project here? Someone put free candy, forty two chill. Yeah, giving out free candy. Oh, for the, for the old ladies. Uh, for uh, for me, honestly, like I was in it was another question. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm asking the questions now, but uh, I was gonna ask you the van life, man. What is that like? Like. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been following like this whole like every, I remember when you first started talking about it. I was like mm-hmm. so geek because it was something that I was thinking that I was gonna do possibly myself. Mm-hmm. And I really love you know the direction you're really taking with it. How's that been going for you? And I will answer your question, but I really want to. It oh, may okay. be tied 
but I'm asking you. You know, so when, like, how is that? Yeah, when I was looking, because a lot of people are doing that nowadays, right? And it's really big. It's been it's been that way for for some time, for a couple of years. But I think the last year, this year, it really got big with COVID because um, lots of people are using it as a way of traveling instead of flying or stay, instead of staying in hotels and things like that. But when, uh, and, and what I did is we actually had a studio that we've been doing the podcast in from the beginning. We've moved around to a couple of different studios. But what I did was my, my, uh, my lease came up to an end and I was like, I'm going to cancel the lease and get this thing. I traded in, I had a pickup truck, did all that kind of stuff and rolled everything into one. And I was all gun ho with it when I was looking at all the videos and stuff like that of things out mm -hmm. there. And a couple of things happened. One, in the beginning, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll build this thing myself. <laughs> I don't actually have those skills. <laughs> so that is a quick way to waste a lot of money. <laughs> you know, because the so this transit van alone is like brand new. These vans are about 60 grand. So, you know, then when you start punching holes and doing stuff like that in there, it's not so easy. Right. So I wound up getting one that uh, was built and it was built by Coachman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we got pretty lucky with that. We looked at a lot of things and I got it and I was all good up until the day, like my last day in that studio. And my last day in that studio, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> this is crazy. I don't even know what's going to come out of this or whatever. But I have to say that's been a couple of months now, at least. Right. That's been maybe like four or five months or something. And I don't regret it at all. I should have done it a long time ago. Um, the biggest problem that I have is the internet. So my studio space, it was in mm -hmm. Gainesville itself. I had amazing internet, you know, no issues with that. To do this out of the van where sometimes we're going places or even if we're here, we, we um, like, I'm, I live out in the country, so my internet is shit out here. Um, mm -hmm. So mobile internet is the best thing for me. I literally have about, I bought another phone then I bought two iPads, <laughs> and then I have a couple of hotspot devices. That's the big thing right now, and I'm trying to to um, to to figure out how to whittle that down to something that's not going to be as expensive as that and be more reliable. Because all these um, all these devices limit how much you can actually get online. That's why mm -hmm. I was really excited. I think about the Starlink thing. Yeah, you know. And I'm waiting for that to become a thing here, but I love it. It's great. So, to I work in it every day. But when I when we get on the road, um, the only problem is the time that it takes you to drive wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you have your house on your back. You could pull over whenever you want to, take a nap, have lunch. You know, uh, there's just like sometimes I stop on the way someplace and I do a conference call or whatever if that's what needs to be done. Or I stop and I make a video or edit a video, and uh, to me it's pretty amazing. So I'm I'm in this life now. I'm all the way in. I'm not a hundred percent on the road, but whenever um, whenever I do get on the road, this is how I'm traveling, unless something comes up and I have to get there really fast, and I'll get on a plane. Got you. Mm -hmm. Another question: Why did you choose the Ford over the Dodge or the uh, the other brands? Also, there's a Mercedes brand. Uh, mm -hmm. Why did you choose it over those other? brands yeah so the mercedes one is pretty much the most expensive um okay. and and the problem that a lot of people have with that is that um really maintenance is the big thing so the mercedes would probably be the dream for a lot of people to sprint events 
I personally wanted um, all-wheel drive or 4x4. Okay. And Mercedes really had cornered the market on that for a long time. But those are a lot more expensive. You have to think about maintenance, parts, etc. Um, mm -hmm. down the line. And the uh, the Dodge doesn't have that. They're just front-wheel drive. And most oh. of these vans are actually rear-wheel drive, even a lot of the Mercedes or uh, even the Fords. But the Ford just, like, Ford just start make, making this transit thing in the last couple of years that looks like this. Oh. And in this year that I got, which this is built on a 2020 Ford Transit chassis, Mm -hmm. It's all-wheel drive. Oh, nice. So it's a good That's kind good. of balance. So it's always all-wheel drive. And it's a dually. Um, so all of those kinds of things, it helps. It really drives uh, very... It's it's really... It drives just like the pickup truck that we had, if not a little bit better than that. You know? Got you. Yeah. Nice. So I wanted that because a lot of times I wind up going places. So when I met you guys out there in Missouri, eh, we can consider that was off-road. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, you pulled it right up there. Like, right. Yeah, I didn't get stuck or anything like that. And this has so there's a lot of things that Ford did because they were competing with the Sprinter vans. So this has the same engine that um, the Ford Raptor has. So it's a V6 twin turbo engine. So it's it's got some decent power and all that kind of stuff and good tech. And it wasn't as expensive. Um, as the Mercedes was. It was like at least a good $50,000 cheaper uh, nice. to get into it. And it's real easy for me to make, to do maintenance stuff on it. So I got, I've got i done 10,000 miles on it and I just did the oil change and it cost me 65 bucks. Nice, okay. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of places that don't want to work on these vans. Mm. So regardless, like, the, you know, when people are selling them to you, they're like, oh, everyone's going to work on it. So... What I found was even the Ford, when I called the dealerships in Gainesville, they didn't want to do it, or they wanted me to go on the really long wait waiting list. Um, and then I called, like, I live out in the country, I called the local place, and they're like, yeah, come tomorrow, 10 o'clock in the morning. I was in and out of there in an hour. So I think it's a lot easier to do that with a Ford versus a Mercedes. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes that makes that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Now, so is it set, is it set up for your uh like bug out vehicle too already? Yeah, or? I'm I'm working on that. I'm building it into an Overlander. At this point, it is. Oh. You know, if I if Lola and I, like, if the power goes out or whatever, it's got a generator on board, has solar panels. I can right. plug it into power. Um, I could go a lot of not everywhere. It's not like a Jeep. I wouldn't oh. say, but you know, I could, I could get out there and do things, and you I've I've done that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm building it into more of an overlander. So I'm going to put uh, some cool things on here that people will see coming up here uh, as time goes on. Like I'm about to put in some lithium batteries. Nice. You know, uh, right now this has regular batteries. A lot of these vans come with, um, you can get a lithium version or you get the generator version. And I kind of wanted both, both of those things. But if you get the if you get the lithium version, you don't get a generator. So I got a generator, and then I'm going to do the upgrade, and put batteries in here. So I'll be able to have more options. So if I'm fully charged, I could run my AC and all that kind of stuff for several hours, and then if I really need to, I could kick on my generator, and then my solar panels will trickle charge stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's just like a to me, it's just I, I've considered doing the Jeep thing. 
you know, I've got friends who go overlanding in their Jeeps and they really uh, get out there. The problem is they have like, uh, I guess it's those JLs of the four-door Jeeps. Is that, I think it's the JLs, right? The, the four-door Jeeps. So when you see someone that has those, there's no space in the back. <laughs> the Jeeps don't have a lot of space. Yeah, that's yeah, but they're packed up with stuff. It's just crowded yeah. with, with everything. So this is not as uh, nimble as that and can't go necessarily all the places those could go. But it's a lot more comfortable, I think, to get out there. But mine uh, and mine is only really for two people. There's only two uh, seatbelts in here. Some of them you can get four seatbelts. You can sleep more people. And all that, but because I wanted the um, the all-wheel drive and some other stuff, you know, that's where we're at. But this has like this has I could cook in here. It's got a fridge, it's got a shower, toilet, mm. you know, the whole thing. So we can live in it. And when you guys saw us on the road, this is what we were living in on the road. We never stayed in a hotel. That's cool. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. So. Um, the the one thing you're gonna miss is nice hot long sh hot showers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like what Lola and I would do, I think somewhere along the the way there. Well, actually, we went to uh, the IV88 event in Georgia, and we stayed with the Brownells guys, and they had like a cabin. So we we just parked outside, but when we wanted to shower, we just you know did showers there and conserved our water. And somewhere along the way, I think in Alabama or something, we stopped at Lola's brother's place and we did the same thing. So I think if I was really on the road for a while, you have like trucker showers, which are mm -hmm. clean and available. I've never done that. Have you either one of you guys ever done that? I mean, I've been to a good amount of truck shops. I haven't mm -hmm. taken a shower mm -hmm. there, but apparently it's really, really easy. You yeah. also got the YMCA, man. It's yeah. like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And, yeah. Gym. Yes. And you can use it. Yeah. Country. Yeah, yeah. I heard Planet is it Planet Fitness or something like that has like a good membership that you can have access to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? So if you really if you really wanted to do it in America, you have so many resources. You know, yeah. you, you don't really have to cook or anything like that. I don't think we've cooked anything in here. We sometimes have like tea in the morning or something like that, or make ourselves something to eat. But it's really fun. It's if like I think someone was asking in the chat if it's really freeing and fun and stuff like that. Yeah. It really is, you know. I don't think about hotels, or I don't think about when I'm gonna leave, uh, when I'm gonna get somewhere. You know, along the way, you could change your plans, and uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Lola is not gonna do it all the time. So when I when we go to Shot Show, Lola's like, I'm not driving with you all the way out to Shot Show. <laughs> so she probably will get on a plane and fly out there and meet me, but because I have to leave a couple of days in advance, and she she doesn't have that kind of time to take off but that's my jam that's how i like to do things <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you're gonna drive all the way to shot show uh hey, hell yeah yeah man hank you the man dude hey god bless you yeah i've done that a couple of times in, in small well, how, how long is that drive uh, it's a couple of days <laughs> from florida yeah it's a couple easy. days but in this it's so easy because you're driving you could stop at any rest stop you know, and get some sleep and then get up and, and get going. This van could park in a regular size. It's 20, what is it? It's like uh, 23 feet mm. long. So it could go typically into a regular size parking uh, spot. Sometimes we stay like in Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh, what, what's the name of the, uh, what's the name of the food plate? The uh, Cracker Barrel. 
you know, mm. things like that. So if you're like, you could just be on the road and when you're tired, there's a lot of places you could go to, you know, and because it's a van and not like a big RV type of thing, there's lots of places that I could just pull in and people don't really know what's up. I could just close everything up and be in there and no one really, they, if they don't know what they're looking at, they will just think, oh, that's some kind of work van. Yeah. You know, so I think it's, uh, it's for me, it's fun. I enjoy it. Nice. Sounds really cool. Sounds yeah. very freeing. Yeah. That that whole big. I saw it in person. Over it was... Yeah. What's that, Pete? That pulling into a parking lot. I mean, we we've driven an RV around. That mm. RV, man, you have to have a certain spot to go to. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that being able to just pull into a you know, a Walmart parking lot or a mm-hmm. you know Cracker Barrel. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's typically, if they don't want you to, if they don't want you to be there, they'll say something about it or whatever. But there's a lot of different resources and and apps and things like that. But honestly, I could pull this into a neighborhood. You know, there's places mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily say you could be there. Like I remember one time, we went to uh, some kind of event, like um, I think it was here in Florida, and we went to um, a Florida Second Amendment event. And we couldn't find a place like that. And we just went to um, a Lowe's parking lot, which is like technically one of these places where you could do it. But there were other things there. And we just pulled in, did what we had to, went to sleep, woke up, got the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like a thing. So, um, you know, yeah. Uh, All right. I think that we we probably killed enough time on that. Yeah, Santee says Lola said I'm out. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, she, <laughs> her time is valuable apparently. <laughs> Lola did it with me. She drove from Florida to Vegas before in a forerunner that we had. Mm. Oh, you know, it's a long ride. Yeah, a long ride. It was fun. I thought it was fun. She doesn't think so much that it was fun. I, li- I like the driving, but yeah, you know. I like just taking my time to uh, do it. Dan hates you said, have you solved any monster mysteries? No. <laughs> and then 42 Chill said, Maj mentioned Planet Fitness. Yeah, but Maj has like a big RV, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if he's, is he still on the road in that RV? Does anyone know? Um, I think he yeah. is now. I believe he's oh. in Florida. Oh, he is now in that RV. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Night Train says Planet Fitness is ten dollars a month. Yeah. yeah, so you could basically like a hundred and twenty bucks, and you can go to Planet Fitness, and it's not just for showers. You could go there. You can get on their internet. You know, work out. you could work out. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's optional. <laughs> they got they serve pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Santee TV said, I wish the entire roof could be a window, but it gets too hot in the sunlight, so you might want to watch, so you can watch the stars. Yeah. Uh, and Vanessa Kitty said, laugh out loud, military showers, Hank, stop wasting water. Yeah, okay. Listen, <laughs> for everyone who did that military thing, <laughs> you were forced <laughs> into that. When we're in the van, we do that. Yes, it's like you turn on the water, you get wet. You turn it off, you soap up, you wash it off, done. That's not fun. Uh, that is not fun. And if it's cold, you are in big trouble. I think the hot water tank is about three gallons. 
So when that when you use up that hot water, you have to wait about thirty minutes for it to fill up and uh, get hot again. <laughs> so, but if you're like in Florida or any place that is hot, a cold shower is probably welcome. So, so there you go. Uh, let's see. And then Vanessa Kitty says rest areas in Florida have two hour time limit. P.S. No excessive laughing. Troopers kicked me out for laughing too much in Boca Raton rest area on I-95. What? It's Boca. Yeah, what kind of crazy laughing were you doing, Vanessa Kitty? It's <laughs> 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 doing some maniacal evil. <laughs> I've stopped it a lot. Not all rest stops are like that. They don't typically even... They don't really watch you all like that. Um so and then uh shout out to Elfster. see this you guys started this we're supposed to be talking about cases and ranges elfsters rifles and reloading says my woman and i took a plane from wisconsin to washington rented a dodge caravan went to a walmart got a queen air uh, bed and cooler full of food and hit the road mount rainier and olympic national park yeah um that's still roughing it that's not i i i need a little bit more sophistication than that you know I need amenities, you know. I'm just saying. Uh, and then we're not we're we're not mm -hmm. Mike's age. Yeah, <laughs> no, not no, no, no. Age, yeah. Yeah, you know this. <laughs> yeah, you. I need a little bit more than that. Um, and then check your six says, don't forget your shower shoes when showering at the truck stops. Hmm. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Good advice. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I have slippers. I have slippers specifically for the van. I'm not even a slippers kind of guy, but in the, like, so now because of being in the van, I, and I don't wear shorts either. That's a Florida thing. You know that Pete. Yeah. Yeah. People in Florida don't buy pants. I've noticed that I'm like a New Yorker. So I, I understand what pants are. Mm -hmm. People who, who, who've grown up here don't even know what the hell pants are. Nope. Yeah. They just know shorts. But since I've been doing this van thing, I rock slippers and shorts. So you need Crocs. Yeah, Rock that's what Crocs. I got. Yeah, I've got like yep. the Crocs and stuff like that. And Lola's like, yeah, I'm driving everywhere around the country. I'm getting out. She's like, you look like you're in your house. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. I am. <laughs> so you're not going to put on something to get out and get the gas? No. <laughs> have you been, you, you guys have seen people at gas stations, right? People are hood at gas stations. I see people in their pajamas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Crazy stuff. Hey, yeah. another What's question up? for you. Okay, all right. Your go bag, your go, your weapons mm -hmm. you have, you take with you in your in your truck when you're traveling. What is your standard? If you take a long rifle with you, what is it? If you mm -hmm. uh, you carry, bring your hearing gun. I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. What is that? What kind of ammunition do you have? In yeah, at this point, I haven't traveled with uh, with a rifle per se. I have traveled with like a 50 and all that, but that's not for that's not for that. So I pretty much feel comfortable just with my uh, with my usual sidearm that I have. So uh, and then I have like a backup. Uh, I have like a backup gun, which I have one of those folding Glocks and a thirty-three round magazine. I am trying to. I am thinking though about what would be a cool thing to have in the van, but I'm trying to figure out like what exactly do you do because what states are you going through, you know? And sure. what would like, how do you actually deal with the different states uh, situation and if things come up? Like in the past, I've driven through uh, California 
and I just had my I just had my gun, my handgun, and I just put it, locked it up, and put it in uh, in my in my front trunk, um, and locked it. They, like you know, took out the ammo and all that, and locked it there. So that's the thing that I think about. So you have to think about where most places. I think you're good. Yeah. You know, um, that that we would be traveling. I think most places you would be good, but there are some places that you have to think about. So I'm trying to think what would be the best thing to take along in that situation and i have a couple of different choices i'm really not sure what i would do i know like i have some caltech you know the the uh what is it the su-16 from caltech that's basically a rifle but it folds mm -hmm. and that might be good because that's all standard um lengths and all that kind of stuff so i'm i'm trying to think on that do you have suggestions for that uh, no, I was just thinking of like a like an mm -hmm. AR pistol. Typically, when I travel, mm -hmm. uh, I, t I typically have an AR, like a, some type of rifle caliber. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an AR or something like that. And I always have a handgun, a backup handgun, ammunition. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, standard. Yeah, that's what I have too. The pistol thing, I'm not so here. So in the past, I would have done the pistol thing, but now with everything happening with pistols and the way different places look at it, I don't know. Right. I'm not sure, and I have SBRs and everything, but wait, with SBRs, do you have to get paperwork when you go out? Do you have to get that letter from the ATF? Depend, depend, depend on the state, but most people do. You're supposed to notify them. Yeah, I think you're uh, supposed to. Suppressors, you don't need to, right? Not cans, no, not suppressors. You don't, yeah. but SBRs, uh, machine guns, or well, SBRs, yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what would be the the because you know it's, it's not that from what I've heard I never got that letter that you could travel with it but from what I've heard it's not a big deal so I just might if I was really gonna do it that would really be the best thing or maybe an integrally uh, something integrally suppressed yeah you know that's a, I think that's why the AR pistol is so popular because mm -hmm. it's pistol so mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just yeah that's. Mm -hmm. But that was just a question. Yeah. Um, no, I'm waiting to see what's shaking out with everything on that. That's the thing. Before, because if I put it, if I do something in here, then it's going to become like my permanent setup for here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes it might be better in those situations to just get you an SBR. <laughs> you get yeah. that letter. You go on the road. Something happens like, hey, I got my, not that the, not that any cop that's going to pull you over even knows what the law is themselves. Yeah, sure, but yeah. like even that letter, you also have to notify them each time. You don't just—it's just not just one time and it's done. Mm -hmm. you have to do I think that letter goes for a certain period of time, right? It does, but you yeah. do have to notify them, like kind of. Mm -hmm. It, it mm -hmm. just doesn't like forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or if we're going back to old school, so let's say for example, they're really gonna get and and I hope they don't. But let's with this whole pistol brace situation going on i'll just go with you know with the remember the old school thing that you used to be able to cheek remember the the pistol tube oh yeah <laughs> yeah people act i don't know if pete if you know if you remember the uh old school pistol tubes this is this is no. way before pistol braces no yeah yeah. No. yeah back in the days the egyptians had this thing that they invented called just a tube <laughs> and it was like some foam i'm serious yeah, yeah. It was just a tube with some foam on it, and mm -hmm. you could cheek it. And and the the crazy thing to me is I'm pretty accurate cheeking those things because all you need <laughs> all you need is points of contact. <laughs> so if I've got like multiple points of contact, I, so I would probably you know in that situation just go with something like that, right? 
But you never, the, the thing is, no matter what you do, you're going to, if you run into a situation, you never know if that person even has any idea of what the laws are. So, but you just deal sure. with that when you come across it, you know? Sure. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Is that good? You got some, you got more questions? What ammo do you carry in your carry guns? <laughs> I got a lot of questions. I don't even know. I don't even know what the so that so like um, there's a company that sponsors me for ammo, but that's what we usually shoot on the range, um, and that's Fort Scott Munitions, and they make um, they make some tumble on impact stuff, so that's defensive, the nine millimeter, and I do have that in some of the things that I carry, um, like right. what I'm carrying right now actually doesn't like that ammo. So um, I have other stuff that I have uh, that I've just built up over the years here, gotcha. and honestly, I have no idea what the name is on them. They're pro you know if it's like Fioki or whatever the hell. I I've, I've forgotten I, nowadays. Those things just sit like what I don't use, just sits in uh, little jars and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I need some nine millimeter defensive stuff <laughs> take gotcha. it out of there make sure it's nine and not 380 oh. or something like that i'm like oh i know this works good in this gun <laughs> you know gotcha. yeah so i've got a lot of different things like that but I, in the handguns i do put in um defensive stuff just in defensive nine okay yeah miscellaneous stuff. Yeah. i got you I, I understand that i got a drawer full of all that stuff all my plus ones and i just grab it yeah over but time you're gonna <laughs> wind up with a lot of that stuff man mm-hmm you know, um, uh, okay. Appalachian Gunrunner says it sounds so wrong to hear Hank talking about cheek in it. <laughs> That's just still manly. That's not a violation of any code, so far as I know, is it? <laughs> it's not a violation. So, okay, what do you guys do? What's your? Let's start with Pete. Let's get Pete in on this. Do you? Uh, do you like everyday conceal carry, Pete? So my EDC is um, a Glock 19 with mm -hmm. a red dot, and okay. my backup is my life card, and I carry that everywhere. I oh, go. cool. Okay. Um, tell me, tell me about the life card. That's uh, how long have you been using that as a backup? That's interesting. So I've always carried like oof, two years now. Two years. Um, okay. Yep. Yep. And I, uh, I'm grateful. Um, the um, the creator of uh, the life card is in, lives here in, this t in, in my town, so I was able mm -hmm. to, you know, buy it and mm -hmm. um, get it straight from him. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's just my little pocket credit card gun. If I get in a jam or or, or whatnot, I'm in a mm -hmm. place where I can't carry my my 19. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, my ammo, Mike. Of course, you know it's going to be Blackwater. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the ammo I carry. The defensive rounds they mm -hmm. just came out with. Um, is Blackwater making their own ammo, or is that like yes. um, is that no, some other company? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. They're making their own, mm -hmm. and um, they just came out with some really cool. They showed mm -hmm. us when we were there these uh, mm -hmm. these I think they're they're twenty gauge slugs, uh, mm -hmm. shotgun slugs, and they're devastating. Like they turn into this pinwheel, and just it's there's no stitching it back up. Mm -hmm. uh, so they just came out with some of that too and that's really cool mm -hmm. yeah okay so. what about you what about you Mike oh uh, EDC Ooh, it changes mm -hmm. uh, I'll say my, the one I've used through the years has just been my Glock 19 it's nothing mm -hmm. fancy it's a Gen 5 uh, mm -hmm. Glock 19 
Um, I have just, uh, what's the Trichicon night sights on it. It's nothing mm-hmm. fancy. It's X300 light. Spare mag. Uh, my handheld light is a uh, Surefire uh, X-Pro mm-hmm. uh, light. I carry that with me. And I typically, if I'm traveling, which I am a lot of times, I take my uh, Daniel Defense Mark 18. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Pistol. Um, mm-hmm. I take that with me, and that's pretty much my what I take with me all the time. Then medical, um, I always mm-hmm. have a tourniquet. Um, tourniquets with me pretty much everywhere I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, extra mags. And yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And always extra mags. Um, so how do you guys carry? Where do you guys carry on on the body? Are you like three o'clock yeah. appendix. Appendix, yep, and my ammunition is now. I, I used to use the Hornady uh, uh, Critical Defense, and I'll either have those or those Underwood Extreme Penetrators, but I just switched to the Blackwater ammunition now, too. So, uh, and I've ran uh, two boxes and of the uh, stuff, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. I did run it just to see. Mm-hmm. It, it was great. But that's yeah. what I have. Now. I carry a pain. Yeah, you definitely should run whatever you're gonna like. Whatever you're gonna have in there, you should run a couple of boxes through the gun. Make sure it goes through there. Yeah, that's important. Um, yeah, sorry, Pete. Go ahead. No, no, all good. Um, I uh, I carry outside the waistband. Uh, I'm right now trying to make it comfortable. I'm a big dude, mm-hmm. so um, I just carry on my um, right on my side, mm-hmm. and uh, pull the shirt down over the top of it, and wear baggy clothes, and that's all I can really do right now at the mm-hmm. size. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, uh, I mean, I can, I, um, you know, I, I carry it like, I guess we can call it like three, four o'clock. Um, but you know, I'm a bigger guy and I prefer to inside the waistband, but yeah, I like to wear baggy shirts and stuff like that. You know, um, I'm not, I, I think I see why a lot of people like appendix carry, you know, um, but I just never, I never feel comfortable doing it. But lately, I've been thinking like, oh, this, you know, this, there's different things that are out there now, different ways that everyone's doing things. And I think in some circumstances, it's actually more comfortable. I'm starting to see, like, every time I, I do things now, I check it like, oh, let me see how this would be. And, and I think I'm seeing that there's, that in a lot of ways, that is more comfortable. I don't know if if um, yeah. Michael would agree with that, and that's why people do it. I do. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, it's just more comfortable. Yeah, I'm not converted like, yet. I'm not converted yet. Yeah. A lot of people will. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm in the path. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who had uh, a little size on them, they felt like, you know, appendix carry wasn't for them. I saw there was a guy, he put out a video, he kind of got bashed for it, but he was like, appendix mm-hmm. carry is not like guys are heavy set. Mm-hmm. It's not really necessarily true. I mean, it is tough. You do got to uh, adjust to it, but uh, there's things you can get that actually help mm-hmm. with that. To- and uh, it's still comfortable. It's just the gun being right there. A lot of people get nervous because it's so close to your manhood. And mm-hmm. Women, you know, mm-hmm. close to private. So uh, mm-hmm. I understand it can be kind of, you know, nervous at first, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more comfortable. I started off with like every, pretty much everyone else at three o'clock and it was kind of uh, uncomfortable. I felt like a, kind of like a, like every time you walk around, it's just, it was just poking out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, like the police. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. I just, That's it. I'm, just, I'm always tugging at my shirt, making sure that I'm not going to scare the the, yeah. the the earth nuggets here, you know. Yeah, and that's just a thing that it either takes time for you to get over or you never get over. Like I, I still think about that all the time, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, 
But, you know, I think ultimately people have to figure out what works best for them, you know? And you could shoot your like, any, any way you do this, you could wind up shooting yourself. You just need to think about what you're doing and, and do it right. And every single time, you got to make yourself uh, pay attention every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, Trying it's the complacency that will get you um, in trouble, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people get in trouble. What I noticed when I first started doing this, there were a lot of guys, especially even in the gun store, like, I don't know, Mike, Mike, you have a gun store. I don't know what your policy is about this, but I would go to the gun store, and the guy behind the counter is always showing people his gun that's on his hip. And I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? Well, yeah, and that happens. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. online, FFL, so, like, I'm mm-hmm. switching everything over from trans, mm-hmm. transfer everything to Tennessee. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I've never really – gun stores, they, they, you, you have that, and there's a lot of NDs, and you get – those problems but all the time like that man yeah they should never they should never show anyone what's on their hip even if they're um like outside the waistband carrying or whatever which a lot of people are that whole thing of like oh let me take out my awesome race gun and show you and then you're going through the whole process of uh of unloading it which is just showing off there's something especially the guys that have in those steps that they pull that trigger You know, mm-hmm. you do that so much and you're not paying attention to what you're doing and they pull that trigger and the gun goes off because they mm-hmm. missed a step. They missed a step in there and either it goes through the wall, goes in the floor, you know, goes into someone or whatever. And it goes crazy. So um, I don't even show people what I have on me. Even if someone asks me about it, I'm like, this is what I carry, but I'm not going to show it to you. What do you what do you carry without showing us? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't show you guys anyway because YouTube stupid rules. For a long time, I carried a Glock 43. That's what I was doing uh, for a long time. I went over to a 43. As a big guy, I, I just felt it was, like, easier to conceal. And I home carry. So even when I'm home, I want to have something on me. I have it on my sweats. But lately, I have switched over to um, to Walther. So I'm carrying a Walther PPS right now, actually. And I, okay. just, start, I just started doing that. Uh, Walther sponsors the show here and everything they have for a while. So I didn't want to like rush into it just because that's what they do. You know, I like took my time, looked at a lot of different things, try to figure out. I didn't like the 365 um, for my big chubby hands. I don't think it worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. um, yeah. So uh, when I looked at a lot of things, I wound up going with the PPS. Uh, so I have it like a PPS M2. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, that's another thing. When I looked at it, there were a lot of folks out there that liked it and stuff like that. But being like doing what I do, I took my time and I went went into it and put a lot of different kinds of ammo through it and all that. And what I found ironically is it doesn't like the ammo. Like you were asking me earlier, it doesn't like the ammo from the company that sponsors me. But that's that is what it is, you know, and particularly like those guys make a so. Fort Scott Munitions, I think they make good stuff, and we've tested that 9mm in a lot of things, but the nose of that is a little bit longer and a little bit pointier. And the ramp, the feed ramp on the PPSM2 is actually split. For some, I don't know why. I don't, you don't see that that often, but there's a little, like, there's a, there's like a, a gap in there. So that little, um, that little pointy nose gets stuck on that feed ramp sometimes. And we did all kinds of things, like polished it and did all kinds of stuff, and it didn't make a difference. Ultimately, I really like the gun, but I know what doesn't work in there, and so everything yeah. else worked. And 
and that, 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 even good guns. I've had some uh, guns I loved, and it just didn't work really right with some ammunition. So it, it happens. Mm-hmm. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I know, like, that for some reason, that there's a lot of folks out there that like that as an option. And I like it for the... For when I first got into this, a lot of my friends, you know, um, were into Walthers, especially for competing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They liked the ergonomics and all that. And I, I was like, um, it took me some time to get into it. But yeah, it's uh, I, I'm there with them, too. You know, it feels it feels good to me. Yeah. So that's yeah, the I love the, thing. I love grip, too. Like that gun is like extremely comfortable, but mm-hmm. all, you know, um, I believe that gun is made in um, Germany, right? Isn't it? Uh, good question. I would have to. Not all I of them are made there anymore. Some of them they're making here and now, but there there is but still some stuff they, that they're, they're making over there. Yes. Yeah, they they're great though. They feel mm-hmm. great. I those. Yeah, I think they're making the PDP, the new PDP, the duty pistol is all made here. Hmm. So the someone out there will know better than me. Night Train had this comment to what Pete was saying with the life card. He says, I love the life card for deep cover carrying purposes. And if you do decide to purchase, get it in 22 MR. What did you say yours was, Pete? Uh, 22 LR. Okay, 22 LR. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then check your six says no knives. Do you guys carry knives? I got my... Can we show knives? Yes. I'll pull my knife out. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Put, why don't you just whip it out? <laughs> Hold on a second while I whip it out. Oh, see, oh damn it, you got Microtech, man. I don't even have mine on me right now. I feel so mad. I could be mine popping was out given my Microtech to me by Wayne Hammer okay. uh, from Wayne Hammer Customs. Um, oh, sweet. I headed out there. They're also in our town, and mm-hmm. I was visiting Wayne, talking to him um, at at his work at there at Microtech, and I asked mm-hmm. him to give it a sharpen. Um, and he, he's like, all right, let's walk down to the sharpeners. And so we were walking down there and, uh, the owner, Tony walked up, said, Hey guys, what are you doing? And Wayne told him we were going to sharpen his knife. He says, no way. And he grabbed it from him and went down there and he sharpened it personally for me. Oh, sweet. So, so that's, a, that's, so you're saying what you're trying to say here, Pete, is that's technically a Marfione custom. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I just didn't have that price tag. Um, yeah. But man, he, amazing stuff. I would have videotaped stuff. that. <laughs> I got you know, it. Like, oh, oh, this got is Marfione right here, dude. I'm sorry. I, I don't it. care how you, how you want to slice it. Now, I love Microtex, man. I have a couple of those Microtex. I think they're awesome. Yeah. 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 What about what about you, Mike? You carry knives or? Um, I don't really carry. Mm-hmm. I I have a knife. It's a um, I believe it was just a, a it was a Smith and Wesson. It wasn't anything fancy. Mm-hmm. I had it sharp, but I just carried it just in case. But I don't I don't carry like EDC. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I haven't really got into that. But I do want to start carrying knives. I actually want to do like a lot of knife training. So yeah. Do you do you guys carry uh, lights also in your EDC? Yes, yes. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah. One on my gun and one um, mm-hmm. uh, my Surefire X three hundred and my Surefire X Pro mm-hmm. uh, hand. I carry that spare mag and uh, mm-hmm. the gun. Of course. Yeah, I always if I have jeans on, which is what I usually wear. Like if I'm home, I'm wearing sweats. But if I have jeans on, I have a knife and I have uh, a light in there and a spare magazine. <laughs> You know, um, I know there's obviously other things that you could do with that, but I use that light more, the light and the knife I use, obviously, you know, more than anything. And 
Mm. You know, those are always like uh, important to have, man. Lots of situations that you run into that you'll find a light to be uh, useful. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a good it's a, it's a good idea to have a light. I mean, you know, your pockets wind up. My wife always complains that my pockets always have a bunch of crap in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but I don't know what we're gonna do about that. You know, unless we all unless we want to go back to the man purses. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Another question for you. Have, have you trained at Waft yet uh, lately? I know you know Die. Uh, she's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Die Mool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Trained at Waft. What is that? What is? I don't even know what that is. Uh, so a uh, gentleman named Phil. He owns it. It's a, a training uh, facility out okay. in Orlando. Uh, oh, okay. No. Not they. Uh, it's. Uh, a lot of their uh, classes is based, uh, they have a, a scenario class and they use a, a low light class and they use mm-hmm. a, a flashlight. If you ever train there, it'll make you like, you would never not have a flashlight. Like, I honestly grab my flashlight now before I even grab my gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you can use it, uh, you know, kind of. In lots of different ways, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, where you don't even, you may not even have to use your gun, so which is good. Yeah. I've never done any of the formal, like, uh, low light training and stuff like that. I guess I will at some point. <laughs> You know, I do. I don't train out as often as I probably should, and it's just because you know if you're there's so many things going on, and when you do it to me, when I go to train, that's what I want to focus on. I don't want to be trying to make videos or do anything like that out there. I just want to, you know, it's difficult to not do anything at all. But I don't, you know, I'm it, I'm there to do the training thing and focus on that. Um, but obviously, this like YouTube thing is a freaking it's feeding the monster kind of a situation, you know? How often do you guys train? Let's see, uh, like, Pete, you're in this whole uh, posse squad, you know, whatever with these dudes. They do a lot of training. How often do you train? Uh, not enough. So I'll tell you, the uh, for the last five years of my life, it's been 100% focus, wake up, mm-hmm. go to work, hone my craft, mm-hmm. and do what I'm doing here. So even on the weekends, man, I mean, seven work seven day work days. That's all I've been doing. Um, and then I started taking, I did the train to learn. I'd taken a couple of classes down in South Carolina gun school, um, took some classes with KD, but, mm-hmm. uh, recently got in an altercation where I should have had more training or I, I, after the fact I knew what I did wrong. I have enough training to know where I screwed up. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it didn't come to any, any further than just a couple of people whipping it out and egos getting in the way but you know i did realize where i am i'm gonna need to step up my training so that's that's me going forward mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna hit up the guys at walked at west orlando uh what is it bike training or, or but I'll, I'll probably hit them up and i've got mm-hmm. a couple of classes coming up here tactical santa claus is um putting on some classes so i'm gonna start training a lot more um mm-hmm. and um yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I found the hole. I found the hole that I needed to come up against to realize that uh, just hanging out with everybody mm-hmm. doesn't make me safe when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, listen. Everyone has to uh, figure out their like. Everyone has their their time or their season when they realize, okay, I have to do this. You know. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely recommend people do get some kind of training and think definitely. about those things. Think about what you carry. I saw someone asking if we like circle out things in, in the ammo. I do that sometimes. I take things out. Like if, if this is what I'm carrying, I'll just even just test myself to see if what is in the gun 
is still actually working in there or if I run into something so I can figure that out before I actually run into something. I hope I never have to use my gun to defend myself or someone else, but yeah, you know, I'm not looking for it. I hope it never comes, but you just don't know when that time, I, Mike, we've talked about this in the past, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their time when that thing is going to just show up on you and it's just going to come down to how you react. Right. Without even thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I agree with that. I mean, you, you some the time will come and hopefully you have the proper mindset and skill set to, you know, get yourself out of that. I know Pete, uh, he called me like a, immediately after that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he beats himself up, but you know, at the end of the day, he's still alive, so he does mm-hmm. something right. And a lot yeah. of time, uh, gunfights. Yeah, people didn't pull triggers in that situation, right? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times, just in fights, regardless if you're just talking or uh, I don't know, you know, typically the person who makes the least mistakes wins. So mm-hmm. uh, by the great God, you know, Pete, you know, you know, and his family were safe that day, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's good. The biggest and, thing you have to try to do is avoid those situations until you can't sure. anymore. Yeah, yeah, can. yeah, try, try yeah. DLD yeah. After Dark, shout out to him. I see Smash Time out there also. Um, DLD After Dark said, rule number 67, always carry a less lethal option. The hot sauce is usually best. I carry POM spray. What do you guys think about that? I've only got so many pockets, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't carry. That, that, that's don't, a lot of extra yeah. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be as comfortable as possible. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you're not going to be comfortable. You're not going to carry it every single day. Having like, you know, you're not a. Yeah, most people are, aren't cops, so like walking around all that mm-hmm. stuff is just it's it's just not realistic. Like, you know, mm-hmm. spare magazines. Mm-hmm. You got a knife. You got a handheld. You got a gun. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's, let's kind of slow things, you know, up a bit. So yeah. My less than lethal, and I'm not knocking that. I think I don't think that's a bad idea either, right? It's not. It's yeah, not. but typically my less than lethal option is leave me alone. I will leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, j- like try try to be respectful to everyone out there. You know, um, and even when someone someone loses it, and they don't want to be uh, respectful anymore, you still want to maintain that but you want to be able to keep your frame of mind of what that person's getting up to. Most of the time, they're not getting up to anything. You know, they just need to scream and shout at someone and get stuff uh, off their chest or whatever, right? So, um, I, do, I don't know. I You know what? I would only think about, like, for me, I would only think about those less than lethal... I, I don't know. It's, that's a, it's an interesting thing to think about. Like, growing up in New York, you couldn't even have the less than lethal options, to be honest with you. Even pepper mm. spray is illegal. Huh. You know, so... Um, and then, obviously, that's not the situation where I live now. Um, you know, like I said, I think that that gun on my hip is the least used thing. But I practice to always have it on my hip in case I need to use it. And it's not, it's not my first thought to go to use that thing, either. You yeah, know, there's, you have a lot of other tools in your toolkit. Yeah, some of them might, uh, some of them might be that. But once, I don't know, just for me and my brain, the way it works, once we're getting into a fight, I am not playing fair. Yeah. Or giving you yeah. chances. So, mm. um, you know, and Chris Bullis says my the tip of my flashlight is less, is less, uh, is le- is le- is his less lethal option. Uh, yeah so um yeah and simon says train says guns are bad 
Shame on you, Simon. Simon. <laughs> Simon. That's my dude. Shout, a shout out to Simon. That dude is amazing. Everybody go follow him. Love that man. Yeah, yeah. that's... The terror of New Jersey. The terror of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Simon him. is is the coolest gun bunny I know, man. Right. I love yeah. that man. Yeah, and he's uh, you know, pound for pound, he's the sexiest. Sexiest. He's a lot of gun buddy. He's a lot of gun oh, buddy. He is. You know, <laughs> you don't need like two, three. Different gun bunnies. <laughs> uh, I'm just okay. I don't know. <laughs> what does he say? Okay, I think that's all he had to say. He hasn't said anything else since that. Okay, listen, we we ran up to nine o'clock already. Ah. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at look look at Pete over here. I wasn't gonna say anything, but look at him. He's all super sexy, out you know, like floating head nice. in the dark. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I saw he tried to put on some lights over there, and he was like, "No, no, 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 that's not the Dude, best it was look." So bright. You, have, you can turn you can turn on your your monitor light or dark. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I saw that. I saw your oh, face. You were like, "Oh no, I think we're gonna much. Much. No, it's a little too much. There we go. Nice, no. a little mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, man, it, it's actually been fun, like just kicking it with you guys. Yeah. You know, yeah, Mike, I agree. I had a good yeah. Time. Thanks, yeah, Michael trying trying to turn the tables on me. And, Ask me questions, you know. Yeah, this was great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Simon says train says hashtag largest pound for pound <laughs> gun bunny in America. Oh, that's why he didn't respond all this time. He's typing all he that typing. nonsense out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, we should we should wrap it up. Uh, we should wrap it up here. Um, and and what I do want to do is give you guys like one one uh final chance here to tell the folks how you know how they can contact you support you see your work you know all that kind of stuff we let's start with michael michael where do people need to go tell them about your event that you have coming up again uh an event august 14th and 15th it's the mm -hmm. grand opening for uh my new range out in knoxville tennessee mm -hmm. uh protect one llc uh you can follow me on uh, instagram at protect one dot elite uh also mj's firearms uh, at MJ's Firearms 33 on Instagram, MJ's Firearms LLC on Facebook, MJ's Firearms.com, and uh, MJ's Firearms on YouTube. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and email me at MJ's Firearms at gmail.com also, and protect one elite at gmail.com. Right, exactly. Um, and then what's the thing? What's your thing for retired, uh, retired gray bunnies, uh, dot com? <laughs> Oh yeah, my only fans paid too. Yeah. <laughs> you make some money. You make some money, man. Most of it is gonna come from the villages. I w I'm not gonna start that all over again. Okay. Hey, they got that retirement money. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Girl might not like that idea though, but uh, you know. Okay, Pete. Uh, tell the folks okay. out there the same thing, so same stuff. My online port, yeah. My online portfolio is on Instagram, Carolina Custom Foam 2015. Um, if you want to see some great art, I'm always coming out with new stuff. I do go live a lot. I show people as I'm making it, um, and I just do some crazy shenanigans every once in a while. I do some stupid stuff just to keep it light. Um, yep, that's what I do. Uh, I don't really have to talk much about myself. Check out my web page or my Instagram page. 
Uh, I am the only gun cased artist in the world. Um, and therefore I'm the best gun cased artist in the world. <laughs> Undisputed. 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 Nobody's going to ask a question. I didn't get into this because, you know, like what Mike is doing is probably so different, you know, cause someone's going to go, Oh, well you didn't ask him what it costs to do all of this. I think folks just need to like get in touch with you and figure out the, the budgets for you doing things kind of varies, right? You're sure. Yeah. 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 So you guys just need to get in touch with him if you really want to do something and figure that out. And, um, you know, I think as he I 100 percent agree with what he just said, the stuff that I've seen uh, in person and the things that you that you showed, um, they're amazing, man. So make sure you guys check out the uh, Instagram for that. Richard Mondo says that was a quick show. I really do agree with that. It's fun. Here's what here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end and I'm going to come back and one of you guys is going to give us the words of wisdom. Who who do we should we get it from Pete, Mike? Since he's Pete, like estimate. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a new guy. Me, yeah, you're the new tell guy. Me, tell me what's the words of wisdom? Tell you, me about this. You have to leave us with some words of wisdom. The the folks America, you have to solve all our problems. <laughs> with your gotcha. words of wisdom that you leave with people um so uh as someone dld after dark is asking if you could do those types of designs or other materials like wood etc are you just in foam right now i'm just in foam my lasers are dialed to foam so okay. uh yes i can make other designs i can make digital designs and i can send over vector artwork um but i do not mess with wood um, basically because I have these things dialed down and I don't like to undial them for another mm -hmm. material. I'm constantly, these lasers, Mike, ask Mike, these, these lasers are running 24 seven as I create these things. Yeah. So it's not that I can't, it's that I won't. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. So think about your words of wisdom here. We're going to come back. Big thanks to everyone for hanging out with us. It did feel like it was a quick show. That's what Richard Maunder was saying, just because we're having fun and we're just talking about a lot of stuff here. There is no show tomorrow. We'll be back Monday. Um, but smash those thumbs ups if you're still here with us, if you're watching this later. We really do appreciate it. Uh, stay right there, guys. I'm coming right back in a second. All right. Thanks to everyone for hanging out with us here. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. Um, I'm going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other places for getting your audio podcast from. Big thanks to Michael Waller uh, for, for coming in here. Always good talking to you, Mike. Also, Pete of Carolina Custom Foam, right? Uh, Pete, give us your words of wisdom, sir. Save the world. Okay. All right, America, listen. We need to listen to each other. Just because you listen to what someone has to say doesn't mean you have to pick it up and take it as your word. Everybody's different. Let's all respect that and know that we all don't have the same likes and dislikes. But listen before you talk. Amen. Very well done. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Great having you guys on. That was so much fun. You guys stay right there. All right, everyone, we'll see you guys Monday. We're out. Peace. We're out of here.